I know there's a lot of people that probably don't talk about or share that part of the lifestyle. They want it to seem like, you know, hey, we're just here parked on the sand and life is great. But it's like anything. You guys have toilets that break down at home or, you know, windows that need a repair or a new roof, some to that effect. But this is just part of the lifestyle. I got problems on problems on problems on problems on problems on problems. I solve them. I run through the money. The pressure be calling. Left on my blessings. I feel like I'm falling. The birdie is back. All right. Welcome back to season one, episode eight of Plan D. Still laughing at my own intro. Actually, I laugh at myself quite a bit. Trying to keep up with the theme of the last couple episodes, except for the fact that I did not publish a podcast episode last Monday. So it's been two weeks. And I'm thinking I might do that as the formula for now. Go every other week. Just because, you know, in within a week, it wasn't like really the needle had moved a lot. So I really feel like I'd, I'd like to just do it when I feel like the needle has moved in kind of everything, you know, travel, personal work, rather than just having a set schedule. But for now, I think this will be a good one. It'll be every other Monday, unless the needle just really gets moved. And then I'll, I'll pump one out, you know, every week as well, too. So it's going to be a little hit or miss for a while, but I'll keep you guys in the know. The last couple of episodes, I've done a good job of uh, keeping people up with kind of my travel, which I'm really surprised that the feedback is that people really like that part of the podcast where they're just being able to hear about kind of where I'm going. So if you don't know, I'm on this New England tour. I didn't actually know that New England was these whatever 12, 13 states. Um, I thought New England was a state. It's okay. You know, LA high. And uh, they just pass you along. They just want to get you out. No kid left behind. No, seriously, they won't leave a kid behind. They'll just keep passing you. I've spent most of the time since the last episode in New York. I stayed in a really just pretty decent, cool little state park at Amagola State Park, which is about 40 minutes outside of Buffalo, about an hour outside of Niagara Falls. Um, We were able to do the Niagara Falls Day, which was great. Uh, I've never been to the Made of Mist Tour. We actually go down into the water and get completely soaking wet. And it was a blast. It was a really good time. I I think that's the thing you want to do, no matter what you do at Niagara Falls. Well, the two things. You want to go on the Made of the Mist, and you want to go on the bridge, the walkway part of it, where there's the international border right there in the middle. And uh, you can have a foot in Canada and a foot in the States. But when we went, it was probably a two to four hour wait to get into Canada based on how long the line was and how much the line had moved, probably in about 15, 20 minutes. So we kind of gave up on that and then walked back over to the States. There was no line to get into the States. That took five minutes. And then they let us know that there was only one border agent on the Canadian side. So that made a lot of sense. That sucks if you're like in Canada and you just want to come over and go to the international kind of line. It's, you know, you walk right through and out. You can leave a country with no one even talking to you. And then you get out there and now you can't get back in for another four or five hours. I just, that would have, that would have sucked. I really enjoyed the Mate of the Mist. I really enjoyed being out on the bridge and kind of just seeing all of Niagara. To be honest though, I don't think Niagara is like the greatest waterfall in all of waterfalls. You know what I mean? Like it's big, don't get me wrong. And it's cool that it, you know, it's a waterfall that kind of combines two countries. It's a touristy spot, obviously. It's super crowded. Everyone's there. Everyone's trying to get the, you know, the photo for Instagram or Facebook or I don't know, maybe there's still people on Snapchat. It's one of those things that once you do Made of the Mist, you're good. You don't have to go back. That's what she said. I don't know 
why she said that. We took off from the state park and then we went to another boondockers welcome. Again, if you don't remember what that is, that's basically people will open up somewhere on their land, a place for you to park your RV. And this is a 50 acre cattle ranch. They only had about 22, I believe, cattle on the ranch. So not a huge cattle ranch by any means. And obviously not a dairy farm. So they didn't have any of that kind of what you expect a cattle ranch or dairy farm smell to have. There was none of that. It was a really great couple, Fred and Sue. And they are... Uh, you know, just like the salt of the earth, is that how you kind of, uh, people talk about it? They've been there about 45 years or something like that. And it was beautiful. So quiet, so great. You know, we would have like cocktail hour at like five o'clock. We'd go to their little gazebo and we got a little bit of rain. I guess it rains every other day there. But actually going around to the state parks in and around that part of New York, Livonia is what it's called. Um, and we went to Letchworth State Park. Those waterfalls I thought were like 10 times better for whatever reason. I'm, you know, I don't have a, a waterfall gauge of why, but it just seems so much nicer. And we got rained on there too. Here's a fun story. When we were leaving Made of the Mist and they give you these ponchos as part of your ticket and that you can take them with you or you can leave them. And I remember saying to Nikki, we should keep these because, you know, what if we set up the rig in the rain? It's just nice to pull out a poncho. She reminded me that out of two years of setting up, I think one time we set up in the rain and it was just basically drizzling. So we did not keep the ponchos because part of this lifestyle, it really is less is greater than more. You don't want to start just bringing stuff in and, you know, because even little things over time can start adding up and weighing you down. Literally later that day, it started raining <laughs> and I was like, I wish I had my poncho. Then... When we drove to this Boondockers Welcome Farm, it was pouring rain. We were setting up, but it, it calmed down pretty quick. But again, I was like, I wish I had my poncho. And then we went on a hike through the state park, and there was a chance of rain, and it just started pouring on us, like cleared out the entire park. And again, I wish I had my poncho. So that was this theme for like three or four days. But probably if I would have kept my poncho, there probably would have been no rain, because that's just how... It kind of works out. So we left the farm and we are headed to Vermont. This was a long drive. This is going to be about a six hour drive and we're heading to another farm to stay on the property. And this was a, a much larger farm. I want to say over a hundred acres. And on the way there, we stopped at a little truck stop and I noticed that the rig was a little left to right. And I remember yelling to Nikki, it looks like it's leaning. And she just did a quick walk around and sure enough we broke another leaf spring but this time the leaf spring wasn't rubbing the tire so it wasn't causing kind of that drift we were just you know leaning a little to the left and so we basically found a place where we could go and park and swap out because guess what I had a spare leaf spring I learned my lesson at the last time that this leaf spring broke well not the same one another leaf spring and I'm really glad I didn't put on the other leaf spring a lot of people were kind of encouraging me because I was putting one on the back axle you know let's say on the passenger side that I should put it over on the driver's side because they're kind of even and I hadn't so I still had a spare and that's not the one that broke I broke the driver's side front axle kitty corner to the last breakage and uh it took me about three hours to fix it on my own a lot of that was just because you know someone is doing a lot more than 65 pounds of torque. And so it just took forever to kind of break those seals and get it into place and all this kind of stuff. The good news is, is that I had the spare. And then two is we found a place that I could buy two more. So uh, now we have all four new leaf springs, which is probably something if you're going to be driving a rig as much as we are, you want to do at least once a year, if not every other year. And it's not a very expensive part. They range from 30 to $40. Today, when I switched out the two, it took me about two hours 
you know, from start to finish to completely switch out to leaf springs. So now I have four leaf springs. I shouldn't have any issues whatsoever. It's just part of the game. I know there's a lot of people that probably don't talk about or share that part of the lifestyle. They want it to seem like, you know, hey, we're just here parked on the sand and life is great. But it's like anything. You guys have toilets that break down at home or, you know, windows that need a repair or a new roof, some to that effect. But this is just part of the lifestyle. And so we were on that farm for a couple days and just did a lot of like the sightseeing that you would do in Vermont. So the cheese, the chocolate, the cheese, the more cheese, uh, the terrible drivers. I, I know it snows 10 months out of the year here, it seems like, but people drive like it's snowing all the time. It's not the worst state of drivers, but it's pretty damn close. So then we uh, we hit the road just to go up a little bit more uh, north in Vermont, and we're currently in Georgia, Vermont, and we're enjoying this. We went and did uh, some more farm tours, like an actual dairy farm, only about 100 cattle, but just a really cool experience because they make cheese there. Because again, remember I said I was in Vermont, it's cheese. I ate way more cheese than I should have and then bought way more cheese than I should have. We've been having grilled cheese sandwiches like no one's business. So that brings you up to date kind of the traveling that's happened in the last two weeks since I've recorded a podcast, New York and Vermont, and tomorrow I head to Maine. So let me switch over to Rootless, talk a little bit about what's going on with Rootless. Um, I should have looked at my last episode notes, but I think I talked about how I had a little issue where I tried to get everything lined up so that I could do my pre-orders and then send it to print, get it back within a week. Well, that week turned into about three weeks and not really at all my fault. It was more uh, a miscommunication misunderstanding about the materials that were going to be in the shirts, even though I had already printed these shirts before. We had done samples with the first pre-orders and then they kind of lost my order of blanks that were sent to them in the warehouse for about a week. Overall, it just became like a two to three week delay, which was just tough when I'm trying to really bring in as much customer service as I can to this brand. Because one of the things that happens is when people receive their shirts, they start talking about it and that kind of helps sales. And I don't want to start introducing a new shirt if I haven't even shipped the previous shirts, you know, because people that have purchased are like, that's great that you're introducing shirt number three, but we haven't even received shirt number two. It's just more kind of proof that at some point I just want my own silkscreen shop. If I'm really going to do this, if I'm really going to be printing this brand a lot and then this other shirt idea that I have, like I just want to be able to have my own setup and control the quality, control the pricing, control the turnaround. So currently there are three prints up on the website, rootlessclothing.com. There's the original less is greater than more. There's the rootless stacked that if you're watching on Patreon right now, you're seeing it in the video. I'm wearing kind of the military green one. And then there's something I'm calling the OG, which is the like the first real rootless logo that's being introduced. And that didn't go up for pre-order. It's just in limited edition on the website. So there's those three prints that are on the website. If you use the promo code podcast, you'll save 20%. Yeah, it's a really good deal. You know, the shirts are $25. So you're going to save five bucks. They're going to be about 20 bucks. And I'm stoked on them. I'm stoked on the quality again of them. I'm stoked on the new logo. I'm happy in the direction it's going. I just want to get the turnaround done a little bit faster so people aren't waiting too long for their orders. That's the only thing that really bugs me is, you know, you don't want to have to follow up and be like, hey, it's coming, I swear. But man, as soon as, you know, you run through your Shopify account and you process all these orders that we did on Thursday and Friday, it notifies the customers. So people are getting really excited, which is great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going, 
I definitely, you know, for full accountability, I have not done a lot on the lifestyle side of it. And that's what I really have to start working on. I have to really work on the idea of producing content that shows how this lifestyle is possible. And that also shows people that are stuck at work or stuck where they live that they can get unstuck. It's really, really possible. I think a lot of people think, nope, there's no way I can't leave. I can't move. I can't change anything. It's not true. And I just did a road recently about that where, you know, people work, this is a George Carlin quote, that people work just hard enough not to get fired and they're staying with their job just slightly. And they're staying, wait, they're not quitting. Fuck, what's the quote? People do their job just well enough to not get fired and they're getting paid just enough to not quit. That if they got paid a little bit less, they'd probably quit. And if they worked a little bit less, they'd probably get fired. That sounds like an awful existence. I would not want to have a job like that whatsoever. And that's what I'm working towards is not having a job that would ever be like that, where I ever feel like, you know, I'm doing something just enough to not get fired and then just enough, I'm getting making just enough to not stop. I definitely don't want one source of income. I want multiple sources of income and that's what I'm working towards too. And I know for me, I can get scatterbrained and start jumping all around. So most of my focus right now is into the rootless brand where it needs to be. But I do have some other little projects that I'm working on, uh, some client work. Yeah, just some other projects. And I'm excited about those. But rootless is really the one that I want to kind of bring up to date with people here on the podcast. I'm right now working with a new hat vendor. I'm going to get some new hats made. And then at some point we will launch some hoodies that I happen to wear in one of the roads as it gets a little bit colder. But I am thinking I'm just going to do some custom orders on stuff, not pre-orders. It's like the only way to buy it is to order it when it's available for that week. That's all that'll be available. There won't be any inventory. So it'll be very limited edition custom orders. And that I'm excited about. That's a different little approach too. Because remember you guys, you know, I, I really don't want to be carrying inventory. That's not smart to have all my money tied up in inventory. It's really a lot better of just making product for the people that want it when they want it. And so just trying to find that balance. It's tough. It's something I got I to gotta tell you guys when it comes to launching a brand. That's the tough part of it. All right, the other thing that I want to talk about, obviously, is the road series. The road series is is going great. Like, I haven't had really any issues with it. A lot of people have talked to me about, you know, what do you think about doing a daily video? Like, I want to start a daily video. I encourage it for a very small amount of time, less than 100 days for sure, but more than 30, I think is kind of the sweet spot for someone to learn the discipline they need and to just get kind of really comfortable in front of the camera and editing. You know, if I could do it all over again, I don't know if I would have done a a road to 1000. I probably would have stopped at the road to 300 and switched into something else. I really do like this long-term discipline plan. I think it's going to be excited when I get to you know, basically the one year countdown, I only have a year left of it. It's really been a project that has kept me sane, kept me motivated in a lot of ways, really got my kind of my creative juices going because every day I got to figure out something. It's just been a really fun project. So I think that's part of it is that if I start putting too much into it, too much of a plan or too much of a business mode or something to that, it'll probably take it away. You know, a lot of people really like the hobby businesses. And once it switches from like hobby business to just business business, people lose interest in it and it kind of goes away and I totally understand that and I want to be careful with that. I don't want to switch the road to like a business model. I just want it to be this really fun daily creative project that I have that as best I can showcases this lifestyle and then even the brand I'm building without being too salesy or pitchy. Did I mention the promo code podcast? Saves you 20%. 
Okay. So that's a little catch up on some of the travel I've been doing, where I am with Rootless, and then obviously a little bit on the road series. I do like to add some time to time, just kind of what's going on personally. Yesterday was my youngest son's, my younger son. Do you say youngest son? It sounds like I have 10 sons, right? Like I'm father freaking Abraham and I'm not. I'm just a guy with two sons and two daughters. My younger son, Luke, turned 20, which is crazy. I have one teenager left. And uh, here's something that just fun that came out of that I realized that when Hope turns 20, my youngest, when she turns 20, there'll be about a 30-day span where all my kids will be in their 20s. Uh, Danica will turn uh, 30. Good golly. She'll turn 30 a couple weeks after Hope turns 20. I just thought that's really funny that I've just got to do something in and around that where they're all in their 20s and then I'll actually be in my 50s. I'll be 50 years old. This whole thing's getting nuts. Like, how did I end up 50? How am I ending up with a a daughter that's going to be 30 and a youngest daughter that's going to be 20 within like a year and a half? I never thought I'd live to be 50. Well, knock on wood, I actually make it there. I still got a couple years. All right, so that's episode eight. You guys, look, I'm really enjoying doing these, and I still don't think I have found my voice, obviously, after just even eight episodes. I'm still trying to figure this out. It's still a new kind of, you know, creative outlet for me. And I'd love to hear from you guys. I really would. You can email me at Damien at DamienRoss.com. You can follow me on all the socials at Damien Ross. Love to connect there. Let me know if you're listening to the podcast, if you're following me on Instagram, or if you're following one of the Facebook pages, Damien Ross or Rootless Living. Love to know if you're listening to this. And then let me know what it is that I'm missing. What am I not talking about that you guys want me to be talking about? And I'll make sure to drop it in the next episode. Please leave a like, leave a review, let me know how it's going. And then always head over to YouTube, search for Damien Ross, and I'll watch some of the road series and let me know what you think of that. All right, you guys, thanks so much for hanging out with me. Until the next episode, I'll see you later. Have a good one.